I'm matchmaker Maria, the founder of Agape Match. For over a decade, I've combined four generations of family matchmaking tradition with modern relationship psychology, behavioral science, and dating trends. With this unique expertise, I answer your dating and relationship questions and interview experts to give you the tools to find or keep the love of your life. This is Ask a Matchmaker. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. I'm your host, Matchmaker Maria. And before we call in this week's guest, I have some housekeeping. This is homework. I need you to go to the show notes. I need you to check out those links because I'm currently recruiting for some amazing clients. New year, new amazing clients. I can only keep you in mind if you are in my database. And if you want to become a client, there's a link there too to schedule an info chat and we can talk about it. And uh, what else? We've got other stuff going on. We've got Agape Intensive in real life happening in March. So if you are in New York City or you want to travel to New York City, uh, early March, there's an intensive happening. And uh, yeah, and then we have this week's episode, which is a hotline. So this week's guest on Ask a Matchmaker is Carrie Burke. I want you to go follow her. Again, show notes, link, Carrie Burke. It's spelled with two Ks at the end. Yes. Well, Carrie, welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Thank you. I'm excited. And just to age all of us, those watching and those <laughs> listening, you were named after Carrie Bradshaw. Yes, I was. What year were you born? 2002. The end of 2002. <laughs> I graduated high school. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, I love that. <laughs> I'm a baby. It's okay. You're a baby. I love that. It's okay. I love, we wait, own it. Wait, and you already, I mean, hold up. You've like published several books. Yes. So but I you... wrote my first book when I was eight with my mom. Of okay. course. Couldn't do it alone when okay. I was eight. Yeah. And I just turned 21 and I just released my solo debut book. Which was called My Real Life Rom-Com. Yes. And tell tell my audience what this book is about. So My Real Life Rom-Com is basically, I call it a memoir manifesto. It's nonfiction and I talk about all my experiences in dating, kind of like Carrie Bradshaw, but for Gen Z. So I talk about my experiences, basically the ages 13 through 18 or 19. Uh And there's some crazy experiences I've had. And I started writing it just as a form of self-therapy, like to kind of get through these breakups almost as a diary entry. But I soon realized there were no books out there written by a teenager for teenagers about dating. And this is something that's really going to help a lot of teens out there Mm -hmm. realize that they're not alone in their experiences. Especially like the dating book that you're writing for this generation, you, I mean, you're 21. You've Mm -hmm. never even, you've always had online dating. That's been the default for you. Yeah. I've always had online dating, obviously dating in the age of social media and with the pandemic is super unique and you don't see many books out there about that, let alone written by a teenager. Nobody understands a teenager more than another teenager. Right. And are you what like the people, the dating experiences that you had as a teenager, you know, you mentioned 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16, um, is Snapchat a part of this? Is this like a character in the book? Like, like explain mm. to me, you know, you're unique from all of my guests because you're very young. You've never, like you just said, you've never experienced a place of analog dating mm-hmm. and social media has existed as a default as well, not just the online dating sites. Oh yeah, I've had social media since I was probably 10, maybe younger than that. What it's kind of social media? Default. I had an Instagram when I was 10. 
I can't remember when I downloaded Snapchat, maybe like 12 or 13. I was definitely Snapchatting when I was 13. I talk about in the book, like my first kiss is when I was 13. And I was like flirting with the guy on Snapchat just by like sending photos back and forth. No conversation, just like photos, flirty what photos. What kind of photos? What's a flirty photo? Well, not nudes. No, but I've thinking. seen some of these. Like I, I recently, one of my girlfriends posted her daughter's like flirty photo uh, that she carried sent on Snapchat, and it was literally a picture of their shoulder. Yeah, just like no, no, yeah. not even that. Oh, just, just a shoulder. Just a shoulder. A weird. Like what you would see in a medical journal. Like this is a shoulder. Oh, weird. See, I feel like it's changed a lot. Like back then, when I was thirteen, I don't know what year was that. Twenty fifteen, or something. <laughs> the silence. Okay. Um, Twenty fifteen. It was like the age of duck faces. So you take right. a selfie like something like that like right. now i don't even i have a snapchat i don't even use it like i feel like i've matured from that as have a lot of people like we're not necessarily in the age of snapchat and snapchat streaks anymore you're mostly on tiktok i've seen like you're yeah you've got like millions of followers yeah i have almost four million on tiktok tiktok's my, my are you jam. showing <laughs> are you showing shoulders on tiktok like what <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Um, no, TikTok, I mostly use for product reviews, just like fun videos, reviewing okay. my favorite products. Okay. It started out during the pandemic. I was posting fitness videos. So maybe sure. a little bit of shoulder in the fitness videos. Sure. But yeah, I feel like that's more just like having fun. I wasn't using that necessarily for like dating or romance or anything like that. I think really that part of my life came into play when I was like, 18 and I downloaded my first dating app. I don't What was your first dating app? So it was called Locks Club. Oh yeah, Locks Club. For, yeah. for the Jews. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that was like the least sus of the dating apps just to like download Locks Club. It's not okay. very innocent. Uh, but it was just it was a little weird. How, how is it weird? I mean, it was just ve it was very niche. Mm. Like everyone on there, I I don't really describe this a lot in the book. Everyone on there was kind of just like I don't know, like using like being Jewish is like a stereotype. And I feel like it was kind of like uncomfy. It's just like, cool, you're Jewish. I love dating a nice Jewish boy, but like cut the locks jokes. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're on their app. <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. It was like a little much. Someone, I got like some weird pickup lines on there. Like, okay. how does this sound? Like you, me, and like the best Hanukkah ever. It, it was just like a little much. Like, I don't know. I was going to say like you, me, and let's go get a bagel. Exactly. Something like that too. It, how about like you, me, and like let's go to the movies. Or like you, me, and like let's go grab sushi. Something like that. Right. It was just – it was very like stereotype. No one's saying like you, me, and like let's get some crab. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like not kosher. Right. <laughs> I mean – That I'm was a, such a bad – that was like a uh, – yeah. No audience on that joke. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, I kept uh. locks for a while, um, downloaded Hinge. I met my boyfriend on Hinge. Oh, you met your boyfriend on Hinge. Okay. So it works. You know, the process works. Dating apps work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pro dating apps. Are you pro dating oh, apps? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pro dating apps. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think dating apps are a fantastic tool if you know how to use them. Do you have a, lot like of a people favorite? Don't them. I do have a favorite. Okay. My favorite is Tinder. Really? And then my second favorite is Hinge. Okay. Why Tinder over Hinge? Um, I like Tinder because there's like intention that is listed, which I know you could do on Hinge as well. Yeah. Um, but I think Tinder, it gives you like, um, that right, that really nice about me box at the top. Mm -hmm. So you can turn it to your own prompt. Yeah. Um, I also like that Tinder, Tinder is the most used app in the world. 
Right. Um, and it's very popular. And in fact, most people, if you ask them like what apps you have on your phone, they're going to say, they might say Bumble and Tinder mm -hmm. or Hinge and Tinder. So it seems to be like a default. Mm -hmm. So if I were online dating and you're asking me like what apps I should use right now and I was in your age group, I would say Tinder mm -hmm. and Hinge. Cause Interesting. you know, you'll get, you'll get the biggest audience possible. Um, yeah. and I think, I think of Tinder because the, my, I should say what my number one reason for why I like Tinder is Tinder doesn't allow you to use, oh, they don't allow you to over filter. Mm -hmm. So you can't filter for, you know, religion, for instance. Right. Right. And to me, Tinder exhibits this place where it's like, you can, it's the, um, the app that you're just going to go out with. Mm -hmm. Like it's a tool. It's not like, oh, I'm going to find my husband here. You might. They've got millions of marriages, so mm -hmm. they could work for you. But it's like, I'm just going to meet people. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's less serious in this way. I don't know if that's making yeah, sense to you. I guess but. it depends what you're looking for on each dating app. Like for me, I've only heard like bad things about Tinder. I've only heard, I've, like, so it depends on like who you're listening to, right? And your age group. And, and your like, age group, yeah. sure, right? Like I've only heard Tinder is like hookup centric. Like everyone on Tinder is just looking to fuck. So. There are people who are looking to do that on all apps. That's Including LinkedIn. True. Including LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn, Duolingo. Painful. Yeah, Duolingo. Yeah. I've never heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are apps that, you know, there, there, that exists, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also um, a lot of people who get married through these apps. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of depends. And look, you're also young. Mm -hmm. So you're surrounded by people, I assume, that are also in your age range. Yeah. Like your friends, yeah. your girlfriends, right? So how many of your girlfriends are getting married the next year? None. None, right? Yeah. But there's going to be a time when you are 28, mm -hmm. 29, 30, 31, and suddenly you're invited to like eight weddings that summer. There you go. Like that's all you're going to be doing. It's going to be wedding season. And that's yep. going to happen for like seven years. Like, I yeah. think me and my husband only just stopped getting invited to weddings. Now it's like my my parents' friends' kids are mm -hmm. getting married. Like, like we're finally, like, at the younger generation. Um, so then you start to hear, like, oh, yeah, like, this, my friendship circle, they met through Hinge, they met through Bumble, they met through Tinder. Like, you hear more mm -hmm. of that as well. I feel like from what I've heard, it's almost like a hierarchy of, like, dating apps. I feel like Hinge has been, like, the happy medium for me. Like, yeah. My experience with Tinder it was just an overwhelming amount of people just wanting to have sex. Right. Hinge, you kind of got like a happy medium. Sure. Like you got that, but you also got like serious people. And on Locks Club, it was like too serious. Too serious. Like yeah. everyone just wanted to like really get to know you and like, you uh, know, ask Jewish about babies. marriage on the first day. Sure. It, it, that was like too intense. Yeah. So Hinge was like my happy medium. That's so great. I deleted the others. Yeah. I kept Hinge and I Is kept Is your that. boyfriend Jewish? Yes. Did you filter for that? No. That's great then. But you're in Manhattan, right? Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. like okay. That's like, <laughs> yeah, walk I'm, around. I'm like Upper East Side girly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you just have to like <laughs> literally go to your local deli. There you go. But like I are. said, he's from Jersey. So it well, wasn't like filter by New York City. There are people in New Jersey who are Jewish. Fair. <laughs> Fair. But it wasn't like I filtered like New York City, Upper East Side, sure. Jew. So wait, when you were dating on the app, yeah. you, he was from New Jersey. You were open upping, you opened up your location parameters. He was moving to New York. Has he moved to New York? Was that what he was saying? He was moving in like a week or two weeks. Oh, so he, he lives in New York then? He lives in New York, yeah. Okay. All right. Right. So I think he had changed his location at that point. I actually don't remember. Okay. I don't know. We keep saying like one day down the line, we're going to re-download Hinge and just like read our messages to each other. 
and see what oh, that was like. You guys are gonna die from cringe, and then I all of your like girlfriends are gonna call and be like, "Your your boyfriend's on Hinge right now. He's cheating yeah. on you." And <laughs> you're gonna have to be like, "No, we downloaded it together." I can see it. I can see your future. You know what happened? It was like a few months ago. I had like an email. Your Hinge subscription is like expiring. Sure. And he was like freaking out. He's like, you're, it's just expiring. I'm like, no, no, no. Like the apps have been like deleted forever. Like I just bought like the How one year subscription. How long have you been dating? Almost a year. Okay. Yeah. So I just bought like a little bit of like a subscription for like a few months. And then he saw it and he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, no, 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 don't worry. Like it's been deleted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like everyone kind of goes down that rabbit hole where like they – they get like a little bite of hinge and they're like, oh, I like this. Like, let me buy it for like a month, for six months, I, for a I year. I really believe that you should be doing that. I, yeah. I think it, I think it only helps. If you're going to online date, lean in. Exactly. You know? um, what are you currently obsessed with? Oh my God. I, I was just thinking about this as I was talking. Miss Gypsy Rose. Yeah. I'm watching the That's act everyone's. right now. It's everyone's obsession. Oh, the so act. Good. Yo, you're watching the. Is that a documentary or the show? It was a show, the Joey King show. Oh, the Joey King. Oh wait, that's because I feel like I've seen it all on TikTok at this point. Yeah, me too. So I'm like, do I need to like actually watch this? It uh, is so TV? good. Okay. I've been binge watching. I haven't binge watched a show. I mean, Patricia Arquette. She's like, ridiculous. She's amazing. She's probably one of the most talented actresses. I don't think Ever, she gets enough. Yeah. Like, even on Severance, ugh, mm -hmm. like, I'm obsessed with her. And Have you Joey watched King. Severance? I haven't watched Severance. Okay, you gotta get on that. That's really good. What is that? It's, like, the best show ever, because there's zero exposition. So it's the show by Ben Stiller. Um, he's, oh, like, the, okay. I think he's the, he's the director, and did he write it? But um, it's essentially, it's a show about how they sever your brain, so you have, like, a work life and mm -hmm. a home life, and they don't know about each other. Mm. And the cool thing about this show is that there's zero exposition. So at no point is someone explaining to you what's happening. You are seeing it from the eyes of one of the people as they're discovering what's happened to their brain. Mm -hmm. You're learning too. So um, when you don't, when you have something like with zero exposition, you have this place of like really good filmmaking. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of the best shows ever written. Wow. Um, it's, okay, it's, it's incredible. In. You have to watch it. But Patricia Arquette's one of the main characters. She's oh, the villain. I have to. I have and to watch it. she's amazing. Like she is truly incredible in that show. Okay. Um, Once I'm done on the Gypsy Rose train here. Yeah. So tell me about those. so Gypsy Rose. So do you think it's gonna last? <laughs> do I think it's gonna last? Yeah. Do I think what's gonna last? The relationship? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think they're gonna have a fun time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why do you think it's gonna last? I mean, how long have they been talking in prison? Like, God knows how many years they've probably gotten oh, to know shit, each other. Oh, shit, for real? For years? How How do you know? They, I mean, she's been in prison for eight years. Okay. So when did they meet? I don't know. I don't how know do you either. know this? I don't know. Is there like a wiki or something? There's a documentary that just came out. I've only seen TikTok clips. I'm watching the fiction series right now because okay. it's just like ridiculous. Well, Joey, Joey King's King ridiculous. Is really great. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so fascinated by it. I'm fascinated by how she dates in it like when she gets access to i think it's like christiandating.com or something like that and she's talking oh in to prison or in the before oh, before she goes to prison like when she starts dating yeah. and she with her stolen when she actually bought the laptop yeah she bought the laptop yeah, 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 yeah. She goes behind her mom's back yeah and she's on like christiandating.com or whatever it is just like talking to this guy and then her mom finds out and like smashes her computer it's just like fascinating. The whole thing is so fascinating to me. It's um, it's interesting to watch her. I said this at a previous episode. It's interesting to watch her on TikTok. 
like now right? talking to the audience because she's learning the internet as she goes right now. She is. I wonder how much she learned really in prison, like what that experience was like for her. I'm not sure if she talks about that at all in the documentary, but I would be curious like just how much she learned about the outside world in prison. Because from my understanding, she kind of went straight from killing her mom to prison. So she's basically like in captivity like hardly knowing anything about the outside world other than what she like secretly looked up on her computer mm -hmm. to going in prison. Right. Let's think about eight years ago. So eight years ago right? was, I think Obama was still president. So, yeah. you know, eight years ago was what? 26. What do you think is going to get her canceled? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it's a matter of time, right? It is always a matter I of time. I feel like everyone will get canceled for something sure. at some point. Sure. That's a really good question. I feel like someone's going to find out something about her history like some letters gonna get like uncovered or we're gonna find out like something about her husband or like the two of them are gonna do something who knows i mean so you think they'll last then i do wow you're so hopeful i don't you don't I think mean, they'll last i'm curious to see what's gonna happen i'm curious like I, I keep thinking about like you know it's a lot to take in the internet Mm -hmm. The internet of 2024 is a lot to take in yeah she's probably you know, like with, whoa with no context and that's what it is. There's no context. I feel like what I will say is she's very well media trained from all the interviews I've yes. seen. It's very clear. Like she went through media training. Like I, I was listening to her interviews. And I, I was media trained from like eight years old. So I know like what it's like. I was watching this and I was like, okay, she must have spent like hours talking to someone. They must have told her exactly how to answer this question, how to dodge this question. Like she's, she knows her shit. Like she's not a, a stupid girl. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting to me to see how she's like adapting. She's a grown woman space. now. How old is she now? Do you know? Let's see. She was like. I'll look it up. Look it up. I want to say like 30, 31. Oh, wow. Wait. Yeah. In the show. This is so funny. I remember this because I just have the shittiest memory. She's 32. Yeah. There you go. Not young. It's not old. <laughs> Okay, but she's not like <laughs> your producer's like dead. Uh, <laughs> no, but she's not like when she go. Okay, let me rewind. Uh huh. But <laughs> defend myself here. When she went to prison, she was like how old? Eight years ago. Twenty six. Twenty six. Okay, fair. Twenty six, not old either. No, she's young. She's. I'm twenty one. Oh I think I'm old. You don't know what, you know what, I, <laughs> I'm going to make a little video clip of this for you. And I want to, I'm going to schedule, send it to you when you turn 39. Oh my God. And you're going to Are you 39? Dive cringe. I am 39. Queen. Love it. <laughs> anyway, are you ready to answer some dating questions? I think so. That's good. <laughs> I don't know. I can't wait for people to start saying their ages. We're like, oh, oh you're no. still dating? Everyone above the age of 21 like hating me right now. <laughs> you think I'm old. I'm not old. You're not old. <laughs> but Gypsy, okay. Gypsy's not old. Okay, what okay, let me ask you. What do you consider like old? Um what do I consider old? I, I don't consider things so I never even when I was 21, I didn't think of like 39 as old. I just thought it's older. Yeah. Right? I this old thing, that's that's your generation. <laughs> We're like, oh, you're 35, that's old. Yeah. Like, like even just now, I said 39, you're like queen. And I go, okay. You, you are. know, like well, cool. 
Well, because you don't see like what? <laughs> no, because hold on a second, right? Because this is, I think this is so, this is what's different, right? Like when my mom was 39, mm -hmm. her generation looked older, right? They all had shorter wavy hair. They did their makeup different. Now you look at like 55 year olds and they look, you know, 32, you know? And so like our perception of age is different. Um, and also I see a bunch of 21 year olds who are doing fillers and they look 40. So, you know. Well, I say queen because you portray yourself as young and hip and you have a, a dating podcast and you're just like a cool girl. It's like a compliment. Please make this the clip. <laughs> um, it's a compliment. What do you mean? I don't know. How to, uh, I started my <laughs> business 15 years ago. So how old were you? 23, 24. It's amazing. It's okay. It, it is what it, it's my, it's my resume, right? Yeah. What I'm saying to you, let, I'm just teasing you too, right? But yeah. like also the things that you're saying are really funny in my, in my view. And it's because you're saying like, you're hip, you're cool because you have a dating podcast. Yeah. Right. And I would say the same thing to uh -huh. someone who is 25. Okay. With a dating podcast, but it makes it even cooler. Like my mom is like in her fifties. If she was 40 and she had a dating podcast. I'd be Why like, can't she have a dating podcast in her fifties? She can. Yeah. But if she was, you know, in between the ages of like 40 and 50 and had a dating podcast, I'd be like, I have the coolest fucking mom ever. Yeah. You hear that? My kids, my kids should be saying I'm hip and cool. I am hip. I don't even, uh, whatever. Care, it's a compliment. Kara, <sighs> are you ready to answer some dating and relationship questions? I don't know. Now I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hello. Thank you for uh, letting me ask my question. So I am relatively new to the uh, online dating game in the last few months. And this past month has been especially hard with, um, I went on a few really good dates with a couple people and ultimately got rejected. Um, and so just kind of feeling like kind of burnt out and bummed out and wanted to see if you have advice on kind of next steps and how to re-engage um, optimistically as opposed to cynically and jaded. This is such a great question. Let me ask you some follow-up questions. Uh, yes. First of all, how old are you? 33. Good for you. So and young. She is young. And then also, <laughs> um, and then also uh, when you say rejected, do you mean like you didn't go on a second date or, you know, they unmatched you before you even got to the first date? Like what's the, what's the definition we, here of rejection? I'd say the two people that I'm like thinking of went on a few dates with both of them. Um, and then ultimately they said like, oh, I'm seeing someone else that I'm going to pursue instead. So kind of ended things that way. So basically you're asking like how to shift the dating mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to not feel like, okay, there's something wrong with me because these two people that I really liked that I had, I thought had really good chemistry with, had really good dates with, like ultimately went with somebody else. Were they younger than you? No, they were both older by a few years. Hmm. How much older? Uh, one of them was actually like 13 years older and the other one was five years older. Okay. All right. Why are they not married? Uh, one was divorced. Alex, do you need to fix her microphone? Or... One was divorced. Wait. Oh, she's good? Okay. All right. So one was divorced. Yeah. Okay. The oldest one, though. One is 13 years older. So what would you just say to someone who's feeling rejected and they need to, like, go back to the optimism of, like, when they're online dating? Mm. I'd say to 
feel it out first, like allow yourself to be upset and just feel the feels first and then like give yourself as much time and space as possible to process it. And then like from there, like focus on like self-care, I think. And like once you're in a good place yourself, then move forward. Like if you're in a, you're, if you're going into dates and just like serial dating when you just feel like shit and like someone just dumped you, it, I don't feel like it's going to be productive anyway. Yeah. So just make sure you're in a good place first and then move on. Also, is the one the one 13 years older was divorced? Yeah. Yeah. What? He's a hoe. Why? <laughs> Why? You're a good girl. He's a hoe. Why? Well, okay. He's like 45. He got... Do we know why he got divorced? I'm like analyzing her situation right now. I don't really know, but based on the conversations we did have, like he was definitely dating a lot and... um so I maybe that was a red flag, but he was he dating a lot. Very genuine and yeah, he had, you know he told me lots of stories about the other date, like the dates he had been on. It was like a lot of different people. So I was like, interesting conversation topic. But like, wait, hold on. Um, him being divorced, why would that make him a red flag? Does he have kids? He does, and I mean, the divorce to me is not a red flag, but yeah. just the fact that he was telling me like about yeah, all that's kind of weird that, that he on. was telling you like dating stories on a date because I don't think that's appropriate yeah. for anybody to do. Um, I don't think so either. <laughs> you know, in thinking about your question, like I think what comes to me is that uh, let me ask you another follow up question, and then it's gonna I think lay out all the dominoes. In the last six months, how many first dates have you been on? probably like 10 or 12. Oh my God. That's incredible. And how many of those first dates have gone to second dates? Five. This five is, six. this, this is really good conversion. So you see how like your perception and my perception of the same thing is, seems to be different. Yeah. Right. Because there are a lot of people, if you, I love asking this question. It's one of my favorite questions. Like how many first dates have been in the last six months? And I'll hear from people just two or just six or just four. Right. But you've been on more than two dates a month statistically, right? Like on averages. Yeah. And that's great. And what I would tell you right now in 2024 is, you know, I don't believe in the saying that like dating is a numbers game. I think that's complete bullshit. But I do think that there is a space here that like you need to treat dating as an opportunity to experience new things, not necessarily tied to the outcome of that date. Yeah. So here's what I want you to do. What city do you live in? I live in Eugene, Oregon. Wow. Okay. I know nothing about Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> Very but... close to Portland. Okay. So what I want you to do is write down the 10 things that if I were a tourist in Eugene, I have to do. And I want you to block out your calendar over the next 10 weeks to do those things. And when you're online dating, I want you, or, or if you're meeting people out and about, I want you to essentially ask the guy out to that thing. Like it takes away the pressure of the date and rejection. You're just going to a thing you've always wanted to go to. You know, maybe you want to go, I know they do like skydiving there, right? I don't think you should skydive with someone on a first date, by the way, but let's say there's like a horse <laughs> farm or something. You can go to that horse farm with yeah. that person. Like, Hey, I want to do this dude ranch. Do you want to come with me on Thursday or whatever Saturday? Like 
you know, mm-hmm. make it more experience-based. Check out Eventbrite, right? If you go on Eventbrite, put in Eugene, Oregon, see what pops up, put in Portland, Oregon, start subscribing to these things. So that way you have, you're just looking at someone to do like as a partner to do these things. You're not tied to the outcome of like, oh my God, he's not my boyfriend. He's rejected me. Is that making mm-hmm. any sense what I'm saying to you? Yeah. I like that idea a lot because I think it just takes the pressure off of feeling like, okay, I have to like perform on this first date. We have to do this like certain thing, go to dinner or drinks and have an interview. And instead it becomes a low stakes, you know. Yeah. Uh, Where was your first outing date? that I want to do anyway? Where, My first date was a coffee date. Your first date was a coffee date. Where are your, uh, um, dear listener, where are your first dates typically? I've definitely done some coffees and lunches. I've had a few dinner and drinks, but um, a lot of them have actually been coffee. I feel like that's a little bit less pressure and doesn't have to go on as long if you don't want it to. I even want to make it even more less pressure. I want it to be your next date. I want it to be a walking date. I wanted you to let's, hey, let's go take, I want to take some photos of, you know, the foliage or whatever. I don't know what the hell is in Eugene, Oregon. You guys are gonna have to teach me. Um, <laughs> but like, I want to take photos of this. You want to come with me? Like make it walking, like make it as low stakes as possible because you're just meeting someone, right? You don't even know if mm-hmm. you like them and yet you're feeling terrible because they rejected you. Give it a minute. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But do you want to add anything to that? No, I agree. I think as as low stakes as possible early on so that you won't leave yourself susceptible to disappointment. Yeah. Is definitely important. And don't worry about the 13 years older. You're better. <laughs> Go on a coffee date. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take our next question. Welcome to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hi there. My name is Patty and um, I recently got back into dating, uh, downloaded hinge on, uh, beginning of December and, um, have gone on a couple first dates and went to a speed dating event. Um, but the question I have is stemming from a date I went on Monday. I'm 36 and the person is 40. The male is 40. Um, and on his profile, he said he had kids, um, which was fine. And, um, he also shared that he lived in like a city that was closer to me or like an air neighborhood that was closer to me. We go on a date. We did ax throwing. It was a first time for both of us. Wow. We signed up for like a little 30 minute session. Um, so it was like a good activity and we could tell, like, it was a good way to share right away if we like could be around each other or was it awkward as hell? Um, and after that we went to go get, um, like a little local dessert. And then he asked if I wanted to extend again to go play games. There's like a game place in our city. All that to be said throughout the first two segments, good date, um, good interest, found out he worked for the military. Where my question stems from in the third and final part of this date is that he shared that in working for the military, um, he is not in active duty and got back from a tour, um, in October. Um, his children are 15 years old. They're twins. He doesn't have a job and is living at home with his dad. So before he left for a tour in May, um, he got out of his, whatever living situation that he was in with a roommate and then, uh, went on this tour, came back, 
And that is has been his situation since he's returned in October. Okay. So I just want to confirm what I'm hearing. Yes. He's a single dad who is a veteran who is currently unemployed and living with his elder father. Is that Some correct? of that is accurate. Some so of that- he, the, the parents or the, um, the kids live full time with the mom. Sure. I mean, he was active duty, so I um, assume so. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he is still in the military, but not in active duty. So he only works for the military like two times a month. I He's see. in like the national reserves. reserves yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so works for them and is still like, so we'll still be going on tours and things like that. He just signed a new six year contract with them. I see. Um, so is he getting in paid that, in those six years or is it just like, I don't understand how this works. Do you, do you know? See, this is what I'm saying. I also, I had to ask questions. He gets paid for the days and times that he works. And like when he goes on tour, then that is his full-time job. I see. But he doesn't have a full-time job like right now when he's home. Is what he, like, he's not getting paid. Is he right open now. to getting a full-time job or do you think he's just wants he to stay said in the situation? He was looking, again, this was a first date. And so like this was shared after this was a, almost three and a half hour date. So this was towards the end. Um, Says he's looking for it. I am just like, I'm in my head about like how ambitious I am and the work that I do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is this, yeah, I just, I'm trying to get perspective. Yeah. What is your question? Um, Is this something I should look, I know your big stance is like you go on a first date to get a second date. Yeah. He's already reached out to get a second date. And I'm wondering like, is this something that I should go on a second date and like inquire more and learn more or because I am like quite honestly, like I don't love the fact that he doesn't have a job and lives at home with his dad at 40. That is not, that's not appealing to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, that's valid. Um, yeah. All right. I have thoughts. Let me hear your thoughts. <laughs> I feel like the problem, I, I could be totally wrong. The problem isn't just that he's unemployed, which obviously isn't ideal, especially like if he's 40, you probably want something more stable. And the problem is like you seem like someone who has a very ambitious personality and you want someone to match mm-hmm. that. I feel like that's like more more of an issue. Like if your core values align, like if right. you're someone who values your work and your ambition and he doesn't, like that's going to be an issue. It would be different if he was just, I think, like unemployed, like and if you really, really liked him. Like if there's a will, there's a way. But I mean, unemployment little... is just a transition word. Right. right. Like you're not, you know, I would hope he finds a job immediately. Right. Um, and there are certain ways to get those things I, you know but um do you have more thoughts because I, I have a lot of thoughts yeah I think it's just the I think just paying attention if you were to go on a second date with him to like his personality and his core values like if unemployment is a transition phase like how interested is he in getting a job how driven is he how ambitious is he is that if that's a core value of yours, like looking right. for mm-hmm. core values in him as well. What was his, do mm-hmm. you know what his specialty was in the military? Like, was he a mechanic? Was he a doctor? Like what's the, what's the specialty here? Yeah, he is in, um, service. 
Mm -hmm. Um, He is not an engineer, but he like runs basically like customer service of the Air Force. He was in the Army for 10 years and then transferred to the Air Force and has been there for 10 years. I know nothing about the military at all. Mm -hmm. I don't, Mm -hmm. I I can't even, I can't even remotely say if this is a scam or not, or (laughs) if this, I don't know anything about veterans affairs. I I know nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, and if someone who's listening knows, educate the hell out of us, tell me my DMS, tell me in the comments on the YouTube videos that we know, like educate us on this because I'm really struggling with my thoughts. I feel like here's what's happened. You had a really great first date the first two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And in those two and a half hours, you knew you really wanted a second date. And in that last segment, as you called it, of that date, he throws down to you what his future looks like, which is he's a military man, right? Um, There's Mm -hmm. just a lot of questions that have not been answered for you and I guess for us to like understand like what that means for you, right? I don't know what it means Mm -hmm. to be a veteran that's unemployed. I don't know what it means, uh, how do veterans affairs help someone get a job placement or why does he have to be in the National Reserves now? Why can't he be working for the Air Force? Like I have friends who work in the Air Force, that's their full-time job, period, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't know how any of this works. You don't either, so you have to ask them those Mm -hmm. questions. I think what you're struggling with and why you called in is because you went on a really great first date and you want to go on a second mm-hmm. date and you don't want to set yourself up to get hurt by someone who is not emotionally or intellectually or physically or financially capable of being compatible to you. But you're never yes. going to know that if you don't go on a second date. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone has baggage. Everyone has yeah. something that's going on in their life. I, the question is here is like, how much do you like him? Like, I feel like if you mm-hmm. really like this guy, then... Like, like I said, if there's a will, there's a way. Like, you'll learn how to deal with that. And, you know, maybe you can, like, even rub off, like, some of your ambition on him. Like, you never yeah. really know. And it's really hard to measure ambition because, you know, he might be ambitious, by the way. You've only been on one date. He hasn't right. been able to show you anything. And there are plenty of people in the military that are ambitious. Right? Yeah. So. Um, For sure. Yeah. So it just kind of, I don't know. It's, I mean, it sounds like you want to go on a second date. And I think maybe on that second date, maybe you don't wait until the third segment before you're leaving to be asking some pretty serious questions. Maybe, you know, after the appetizers comes, you ask like, hey, I had some more questions about veteran affairs. Maybe you can teach me something and like Mm -hmm. have him explain it to you from A to Z so you can understand it. Also very respectable. Like he said all of this on the first date, I think. Like some people might interpret it as like too much, but I think like he knows like he's a single dad and he's in the military. Like he knows his situation. And I think it's like respectable that he told her. Did you know he worked in the military on his profile? Yeah, that's a good point. I can go back and look at his profile. Okay. The other thing that I briefly mentioned, but then didn't add any context to. So Mm -hmm. they shared that they lived in a neighborhood that's probably, um, and I know distance is not a factor, but I do think that this, I'm like, "Mm, you weren't honest. He said that he lived in an area that's probably a 10 to 15 minute drive for me. And then in telling me that he was living with his father and didn't have a job, found out that he actually lives like an hour north. No, Hmm. that's the red flag. No, Uh no, I wouldn't even go on a second date now. Hmm. Okay. Especially if, let me ask you a question. The Mm -hmm. place that he say that he lived in, is that like the better zip code? Yes. Yeah. 
I forgot. <laughs> what I would. That's yeah. That's the red flag right there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and the job title just says operations at government. <laughs> this guy sounds like he's gonna scam you. Okay, great. I'm sorry. I hate to be it's the okay. deliverer of bad news. It's okay. Yeah, you should have started off with that game. point. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm glad I got all the context, but like that's that's the shoe right there. You know, yeah. that's what just dropped because mm -hmm. like I hate it when people use the good zip code to like that's that's catching that's that's a beat that's bait and switch yeah. right there you know right and yeah. for me again i am very like as you all coined very ambitious also uh maria i'm joining your intensive at the end of like i've already i'm a, one of your people at the end of um january oh that's um, amazing i can't wait to meet you yeah hi so um i like am willing to work on within certain realms but i also have like the mileage that I want to work within, you know right. what I mean? For my yeah. relationship with my lifestyle. Yeah. And so for me, that was just a deterrent. And so in all of it, I was trying to figure out, okay, how much leeway do I give to learn more, but also not waste my time. So you all helped. He lied. He lied. Don't, and don't I think that's time. the worst part. I think <laughs> yeah. he lied. And I think it's a lot. Like, it's not the fact that he lives with his dad. That's the red flag. It's not the fact that he's mm -hmm. being in the military is not right. a red flag, period. Um, it, it can it can have a really hard lifestyle, you know, that, you know, you're in mm -hmm. if you're in the military. I'm not I'm not, I'm not taking away that. But, but he lied. On its own, it's, these are not red flags. But, yeah, <laughs> lying about your zip code. And when that the other zip code is uh, the good zip code. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I w at first, I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt and I was thinking it was just an innocent mistake but the fact no. that it was just a, a better away. zip code yeah that's like a red flag like, oh that's that's not it yeah but, you know it's like you're almost dodging it's like you know if you kept dating and it worked out maybe a, two years from now you hear about this woman who didn't know her boyfriend had like a whole other family exactly <laughs> thank you next <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for thanks for calling in Thank you for calling in to the Ask a Matchmaker Hotline. How can we help you? Hi, Maria. Thank you for having me today. Um, I recently got back into online dating, and um, I'm someone who's in a bigger body, so I'm wondering if you have any advice or recommendations for someone trying to navigate the online dating world and the struggles that come with you know, online dating being based off of first looks. You're in a what body? I didn't hear the word you used. Oh, I'm sorry. A bigger body? Oh, you're in a bigger body. All right. Um, how to navigate online dating when you're dating with a bigger body. That's the question. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's tough. It's tough. What you just said, you just hit the nail on the head. Like it's really tough when it's visual and the audience, I'm a, are you a straight woman? Yes. Yep. That's correct. I've got so many solutions for you, but I want to hear Carrie. Cause like you know what I've noticed like really quick, Carrie, like yeah. I've noticed that with your specific generation, yeah. You all have way more body diversity. Um, oh, definitely. Like in front of you than like I had at your age. Uh huh. And also, I just recently read on Tinder that the younger generation is way more open to different body types. And I think it's because of the media diet that they've consumed that had mm -hmm. more body diversity than the media diet that I was allowed to consume, you know, based on what TV, you know, what existed mm -hmm. when I was growing up. Mm. I agree. I think we definitely have more appreciation for like a diverse, diverse bodies. I'm going to speak from my experience here. Um, I'm, I'm an athlete, but I have a very like boxy body and I have like really big boobs. Okay. And what I've noticed even just like on TikTok is mm -hmm. like, I get criticized a lot for my body. Like I get called like SpongeBob, like a refrigerator, like all this what? shit just for my body. I get all the time. 
Um, like women or men? Mostly women. But yeah, I get I get a lot of like a lot of criticism for my body. So my answer here is I get it. And I feel like people always find something to pick on, uh-huh. whether it's your body or your hair or, you know, you, maybe you got too much lip filler or something. People will always find something to pick on, but you will find someone who appreciates you for you. And if they don't, then they're a loser. And that's not the type of person you want to be with anyway. Yeah. I think that it can be really tough to date online when your look is not mainstream. Mm-hmm. And that do, that's not to say that there aren't going to be people, people that are swiping on you or that's not to say that there aren't people that are attracted to you. I think what we are fed in our media diet or what we're fed now in our social media diet where we get to curate what we see mm-hmm. is going to heavily impact not only what we are attracted to, but even the person that's swiping on you, what they're attracted to. And I will tell you from experience as a matchmaker who's, you know, the predominant amount of my clients are men that men have a very diverse set of what they're attracted to. In fact, today I was interviewing our newest client who, um, you know, he's, he's Egyptian and in DC. And so for any of my DC singles or DMV area (laughs) singles that are, uh, middle Eastern and Muslim, I need you to join my database ASAP. But anyway, so he was showing, you know, I was, I was asking him like what you're attracted to and, he was like saying like, oh, I, you know, you're going to think I'm shallow, but like I'm attracted to like, you know, really beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> OK, let me test this out. So I started showing him photos of women that I think are beautiful, but maybe they're not mainstream beautiful. Mm. And he was like, yes, her. And I'm like, oh, you're you're fine. Like like you're yeah. you what you think you think you're picky and I think you're kind of normal. like I think you're kind of normal. Right. And I think mm-hmm. I think what the media does sometimes is it tries to make us think like if you don't look like scarlett johansson or if you don't look like zendaya then you're not attractive and it's like no 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 there's like a whole range of what people find attractive but to go back to what you're saying i will tell you that a lot of online dating sites they do filter with body type and Mm -hmm. if you are overweight if you are curvy if you are obese people might be filtering away from you and that does give you way less access to those people and that's that's not me saying that that's I'm not saying that if you are obese, if you're fat, if you're overweight, these are bad things. These are just adjectives of what you look like, Mm -hmm. right? What I would do to hack around that is maybe not necessarily use an online dating site, but maybe turn a website like Eventbrite as my new online dating site. So like Eventbrite has a shit ton of events posted in most cities that have nothing to do with dating, right? They have trivia nights. They Mm -hmm. have... um, they have uh, blindfold sculpture nights. They have reading parties. They, they just have so many things happening. And I, what I like about this is um, that you get to, even if there's only other women at this event, you're meeting new people. But even if there are men there, it's under the social design that these men can come talk to you. Because what usually happens when you're out and about and not necessarily at like an organized event now, because people are so terrified of being turned into content, Mm-hmm. men don't go up to women to talk to them. Yeah. So get, you know, join a website, excuse me, an app like Eventbrite where they list events, you go to that and use the social design of that event for people to talk to you. Because I think it's a lot easier if you are outside of the mainstream of looks that get you filtered out. Let's mm-hmm. say you're too short or you're too tall or you're, you know, you're overweight or, you know, whatever is getting you filtered out. 
-hmm. that can be at a massive advantage when you're out at different places in person. Yeah. You know, people aren't filtering yeah. you out. What do you do for work? I'm a executive assistant. Do you have any like work coffees or like company like parties or something? I feel like I have so many friends that just like meet their person at like, you know, a big company like party or something. Right. Kind of the same idea as yeah, you, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah. Well, I think it's harder too because we I do work for like a remote first company, so Got it's it. a little bit right. difficult for Got that it. social interaction. But I've definitely like tried to take more advantage, like try to take advantage of like when those things happen for right. this exact moment to like meet more people, broaden my you know you my should network still, of friends. Yeah, you should still be online dating, by the way. And okay. I I would have the most killer photos ever that show a very like that's show an accurate depiction of what you look like on a date yeah and mm -hmm. you know kill it like who cares if you're big yeah right. no i i agree and it's and i am definitely getting like conversion and conversation it's just like not what i want oh <laughs> like why like just it's are just, you being fetishized no 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 i mean there has been like a few weird comments but it's also just like very like hookup culture-y sometimes and mm. it's like I'll have a great conversation and like go to say like oh hey like let's meet up and then I just like there's no follow-through so I'm like not converting like the likes into you know a first date or like a, a meetup for coffee or mm. but they're things. matching you right which tells me that like you've got good photos mm -hmm. now we just yeah. got to convert yeah. them into dates also if it's mm -hmm. hookup culture -y, they probably are I mean maybe this is going too far, but they're hurting you because they like the way you look. Like they like your body. Right. If they want to hook right. up with yeah. you, they like your body. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't think, look, like I said before, it can be hard when you're not mm -hmm. in the mainstream to, cause you get filtered out, but, and this is why before you mentioned about Tinder, like that's why I like Tinder. You don't have yeah. these gross fill, like all in the gross, you don't have the, an, um, this, this many amount of filters to filter out people. You just see the profile and then mm -hmm. you can swipe left and right and you filter on your own, but you don't allow the app to do it for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that, you know, I would love to see your profile, but I think if you have a killer photos of what you look like, mm -hmm. and then it's just a matter of converting them. And if you listen to previous episodes, even the episode I had on um, a couple of weeks ago with Erica Enton, we do talk about like how to convert into a date, mm -hmm. right? So it's not just, you know, you get those messaging going back and forth. Okay, now let's go to the date. Mm -hmm. Like, don't wait around for the guy to ask you out. Just be like, you seem really cool. Okay, Let's meet in real life. I'm available on Thursday. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a plan to me. Thank you. I think this is great. I think you're going to do awesome. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate Yeah. Awesome. Well, Carrie. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Good luck. Carrie, you, you did You did ask a matchmaker. That was scary. It's, it's tough getting the live questions, right? No, I'm like scared of you. You're scared of me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why are you scared of me i'm scared <laughs> why because you're the expert oh well uh okay <laughs> i don't know she's like i'll take it sure <laughs> um i'm happy you came i'm happy to hear your perspective um and yeah. i think it's really fascinating to see you know your um your perception yeah. Right. Look, I'll always give it to you like straight up. Obviously, I feel like as a 21 year old, I'm going to have a different perception yeah. of dating than you do. But no, yeah. I love it. I think that's like really great. I wish uh, I mean, look, you're look, like I said before in the start of the episode, you're dating in a very different place than I 
had to date when I was 21. When I was mm-hmm. 21, if you want to meet someone, you go to a club and you danced and so yeah. I would buy you a drink. There See, were flip phones. <laughs> there were no smartphones. Yeah. And it was great. Now, if you go to a club, everyone is so terrified of being turned into content that nobody is dancing. Mm. Right. I don't, I've never seen anyone dance at clubs. Now, now, you know what they do? They go to like, like electric music festivals and that's where they can like kind of bounce around and it's like, okay, you know, that's it. That's, that's. Yeah. I try See, to find I wish, a wife out of that. I wish it would have happened that way. Like I always just wanted to like meet someone in the middle of Central Park and just like fall into them and like that yeah. would be it. But the yeah. reality is like we are living in a digital world. So many people meet each other online these mm-hmm. days and a lot of those interactions turn into like marriages and like genuine relationships. Yeah. And you're native to those digital apps, right? Like you've always had Snapchat at your fingertips, mm-hmm. right? Like you didn't have to, I don't know how many people, I mean, I see this with my kids, like you're not, unless your parents actively put you in situations where there's no digital imprint, yeah. like, you know, learning how to socialize. There are a lot of people who just don't know how to do that in-person interaction. Right. Like you're talking about Central Park. Okay. But someone has to have the, learn to have the courage Mm-hmm. to go up to you yeah not think that they're going to be turned into content exactly that's I mean, really tough i feel like it's worse for me as what you say like not turning into content because as a content creator yeah. i'm like pursuing these men and like i i always worried like they'd be worried about being turned into content or just like an accessory do you make dating content like no, do you, i know you really. have like your book but like do you i mean like do you talk about your dates on your content so I, when I first came out with my book, I did a little bit of dating content just to promote the book. In terms of my like current relationship, I share like photos on my Instagram, okay. but I'm like very careful about like how much I share. Sure. Because I, I did it before. Like if you read in my relationship, like I was in my book, I was in so many like social media relationships for years, just like dating influencers where the relationship was only centered around social media. Wow. And I just did not like want that anymore. I feel like it's it's a maturity thing. Like I yeah. reached a point where I was like, okay, these aren't sustainable. It might be fun for the content, but if you're looking for a lasting relationship, you're going to look for like an actual man with like ambition and like life goals other than just You've like You've done so posting. much. You've done so like the fact that you're, you know, using this language to describe that at 21 is like really commendable. You should be really proud of yourself. Thank so. you. I'm so happy you came to the Ask a Matchmaker podcast. Thank you for having me. In the show notes, I have a link. I have links to her TikTok, to her Instagram, to the link to her book. Because we got a writer over here. And anything else? Any anything else that we need to redirect people to? That's about it. Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for coming. Thank you. And thank you, listener. If you're listening, don't forget to subscribe and rate. And if you're watching on YouTube, hi, can you caption below and tell us what you think? Um, and that's it from me. Be lovable, but more importantly, be likable. See you next week.